I am told that Senator Lieberman is with us live via telephone. It is no secret that one of the highlights of Yom Embassy for us was when uh, Senator Joe Lieberman joined us live from the embassy celebration in Jerusalem. He's out with a brand new book, which we get to discuss with him. Senator Joe Lieberman, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, great to be with you. How, how you doing? Everything is wonderful. We were so thankful to yeah, you for joining. We were so thankful to you for joining us on Embassy Day. It made it a real Chag Sameach for us. And and I know just just for for twenty seconds, just tell us again how amazing that experience was. Well, it was amazing. I do want to say first that as I was coming out of the ceremony, and you know, it was like a simcha, of course, and therefore a lot of people you knew. And I ran into uh, Ruben Margolis. Right. Now, now, uh, to really to have full disclosure, as we say in politics, I know Ruben Margolis because long before I met my Ishishael Hadassah, Ruben actually dated Hadassah. Oh, is that so, funny? <laughs> when oh. they were both in uh, Boston. She was at BU. I think he was at Harvard. Oh, anyway, is that funny? <laughs> so he's a, he's a wonderful guy. So as I'm coming out, I see him. I say, hello, blah, blah, blah. And he says, I'm on with Nachum on JM in the AM. Would you talk to him? So I said, really, do I have a choice? <laughs> of course I have to talk to him. Anyway, that was the moment. Sun was shining, beautiful day. Uh, so to go back to your question, I mean, it was a thrilling day. It really was a thrilling day for Israel, for Yerushalayim, and I must say I felt it personally. I mean, obviously for Israel and, and Jerusalem, it was just another step toward saying uh, Israel is here to stay, and Jerusalem is obviously its historic capital, uh, and now the the uh, strongest, the greatest nation in the world, the United States of America, finally moves its embassy. And honestly, you have to uh, thank uh, President Trump for it uh, because he had the, the guts to, to do it. I, I was involved. And why do I say personally? I mean, apart from the fact that I, you know, generally am a, a, a Zionist, to put it in one word. Uh, in 1995, I was privileged to work in the Senate with three other really great people, Bob Dole, who was the Republican leader at the time, John Kyle, a wonderful senator from Arizona, sort of my contemporary, Pat Moynihan, a great Democratic senator from New York, of course, and myself. And we were the four who really worked hardest, I would say, but we had a lot of support on the Jerusalem Embassy Relocation Act passed, I think it was 93, four, five against Big, big bipartisan vote gets adopted. Unfortunately, President Clinton, who said that he favored moving the embassy to Jerusalem, thought it was the wrong time because uh, it would uh, hurt the peace process that had um, obviously begun in a big way just two years before with the Oslo Accords and Rabin and Arafat with Clinton on the White House lawn. So anyway, they, they forced us to put in this waiver uh, for presidents every six months, and uh, beginning with Clinton, then going to um, President Bush, uh, 43, and then President Obama, they waived it every six months. And um, then, to, again, giving credit where it's due, even though President Trump um, just said this is wrong. This is obviously Israel's capital. We're, we're putting our embassy in West Jerusalem. It doesn't affect the peace process. 
And I would add, as he didn't, unless somebody thinks that the Israelis are going to give up Jerusalem or, or West Jerusalem, forget about it. So anyway, it was it was just a great, a wonderful uh, ceremony. I was, you know, David Friedman, our ambassador, is a friend of mine. He's a partner in the law firm. He was a partner in the law firm I'm with now. So it was a thrill for me to see him in this role, and I think he just handled it. Beautifully, there was tremendous participation by the Christian evangelical community, and yeah. it was just—it was just a, a very memorable day. And I, I, you know, I felt very grateful uh, to be there, really, and to be part of it. And we were grateful that you helped us feel part of it. Uh, Senator Joe Lieberman is with us live via telephone. There's a, there's a brand new book. It's called "With Liberty and Justice: The 50-Day Journey from Egypt to Sinai." Senator Joe Lieberman with Rabbi Ari Khan. It's an OU Press Magid release. You can find it at magidbooks.com. Senator Lieberman, why did you write the book? Well, you know, this was something that was in me for a long time. And uh, just as the Shabbat book that I did, oh, about five years ago was in me, and I took the time, in a way I had the time to write it because I decided not to run again. <laughs> so in the time that I probably would have been spent going around America trying to raise millions of dollars for my reelection, I was able to work on that book. And I was so grateful for the reaction to it. And again, I say at the beginning of this book, as I did at that one, I'm obviously not a, a rabbi. I'm a, I'm a caring Jew. I'm, I'm proud to be a Jew. I, I take great strength from you know, our traditions, halakha, et cetera, uh, and, um, uh, and I wanted to record that and, and see if I could draw people, uh, more people in. So it was, and this book is both about Shavuot and about the law. I mean, it's about Shavuot in the sense that, you know, I've always felt something is, un, is wrong, almost unfair, that, that uh, uh, Pesach is the most observed of Jewish holidays, and then Shavuot, which is connected so deeply to Pesach uh, is probably the least observed of the Chagim, even though it completes the story. And that's where I make the larger point about the law in Jewish tradition. Um, uh, Hashem liberated the children of Israel, B'nai Israel, from Egypt uh, and slavery, and not just to wander free in the desert or even to stay in Egypt and be equal citizens, uh, we were we were liberated for a purpose, which is to go to Har Sinai and to receive the law, the Ten Commandments, the Torah, and um, and really what what happened there was the beginning of um, legal systems, both obviously in the Jewish world, but in the in the world generally, and particularly in the Western world. And so I I try to talk both about Shavuot. Uh, bring more people to it, and uh, about um, the importance of that day and about what the law means. We need law. If we just freedom is not enough. Freedom is our birthright. Right. But with just freedom and not law and the values of law, there would be chaos. There would be uh, it would be like it was in the time of Noah. Chaos, immorality, uh, maybe even self-destruction. Part of With the, the law, we have a chance for justice. Part of the book, and no doubt part of your research, uh, is the Ten Commandments. We know how central they are, yes. not, not only to the holiday of Shavuot and the giving of the Torah, but of course to our tradition, and I'm sure you would argue to, to all of Western tradition at this point, and maybe even other societies. I mean, the Ten Commandments are in fact... Right. You know the bedrock of uh, of of laws that you just described. Uh, did did you get 
after researching it and you give an analysis of each one of the Ten Commandments, anything additional at this stage of your life that you either learned about them or felt about them or, or, or you know, you can describe in terms of their role in this world, you know, different than what you knew before uh, you, you know, went into this deep analysis of each of these Ten Commandments? That's a really interesting question, Malcolm, because it, it, writing a book like this is a learning experience. So you, you're researching to some extent. Um, uh, I was paired with Rabbi Ari Khan, who's a wonderful scholar. Amazing. From uh, Bar Ilan University. So he, he sort of informed, we had great discussions. We were like a, uh, a you know, a, 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 we had our own little study group. But I will tell you that there were insights as I began. Now, how do I, because as you know, I, I uh, put this book together in 50 short essays. And it, part, part of that is it can be read for every day of the Almer. Um, but or it can be read separately. But right. each of them is uh, one and a half to two or three, or maybe at most four pages. And so, how do you try to make a point about the commandments? So, it, but it, I did have new insights. Some of them about the Ten Commandments. Uh, some of them are sort of obvious. But if you step back and look at the Ten Commandments as the promulgation of a system of law, right at the beginning. You know, I, I am Hashem, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. Is a is, what better way for a legal system to begin? It's not really a commandment; it's a statement of the authority by which the rest of the commandments are issued from Hashem, right. and also the immediate linkage to taking you out of Egypt and slavery, which links Hashem to the concept of justice and freedom. So it just struck me that that was a foundation point that most legal systems don't have, although we adopted our founders in America, adopted very similar words in the Declaration of Independence. The, the second thing uh, just comes to mind quickly is the, 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 the last commandment about not, not coveting. And um, it, it just struck me with a clarity that this is the kind of law that no uh, secular legal system could or really should adopt. Good because point. You, the, That's a great right, point. Because, <laughs> right, because we don't, We, you know, the law can't tell you how to feel. It can, can't tell you not to cover your neighbor's property or, um, God forbid, your neighbor's wife. But the Torah can. And, and the point there is that envy and coveting, to use the word, are actually the the though they're inside the person, are the origin of so many um, so many acts of bad behavior, such as a theft, because you're co coveting your neighbor's property, adultery, because you're coveting another woman, and even in, um, in international relations, a nation or a leader covets another nation's property, right. say, and, and that leads to aggression and invasion. So, you know I mean, those are... Some some reactions. That's you know which your one, question is an excellent one. I appreciate that. You know which one I really. I, I mean, again, I think each one of them. You have a, a perfect example of what you just described. But on the on the simplicity of do not steal, and you have to admit there are a couple of commandments yeah. that are really simple, like two words. Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't steal. Right. It, it, it's amazing. Right. It's amazing that that the reason, as you point out, the reason that it has to be so simple and so broad is because every generation, like we see now in social media, identity theft, etc., has its own definition right. of what stealing is. 
is. And if it was too specific right. that people you know would think of excuses here, it's so broad that every generational you know criminal act <laughs> could somehow fit under that umbrella. And I thought that's a great point. Thank you for that. I mean, when you think about it, the Torah might have said, "Don't steal your neighbor's uh, cow right. or ox." Correct. But uh, which would have been quite relevant. Uh, and of course, nobody could have dreamed that that should say <laughs> identity Don't steal theft. Your neighbor's identity. <laughs> On the internet, but that's where we are. Senator Joe Lieberman with us. The book is called With Liberty and Justice, The 50-Day Journey from Egypt to Sinai. It's done with Rabbi Ari Khan. It's OU Press, Magid Books. Go to magidbooks.com. So now it's 2018. It's the United States of America, and you know you're in a country that essentially, as you just described earlier, is built mainly on the Ten Commandments and has a, it has a great similarity and great, I don't just mean great in terms of vastness. I mean great in terms of, you know, level of affection. Great similarity to our tradition, frankly. So right. wh- so why do we have a country that, unfortunately, it seems, on a regular basis, is going further and further down from those values as opposed to strengthening those values? Yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, first let me validate what you've said, and uh, uh, briefly, because this is not a detailed historical book, but you can trace the Ten Commandments um, adopted by Christianity, both by the Catholic Church pretty early in its history, St. Thomas Aquinas said the Ten Commandments were, in their view, the, the perfect embodiment of the natural law that God gave to the human race, because on our own we couldn't understand what was naturally right. And then in the Protestant Reformation, uh, like a thousand years later, a little more, um, comes John Calvin, particularly the English minister theologian, and he, he puts the Torah, the, the, the what we would not today call the Hebrew Bible, uh, but the Ten Commandments, particularly at the center of the Protestant Reformation, it gets adopted. Um, uh, to a great degree in the um, Anglo-Saxon system of law from England. And then it's brought here to America by the by the pilgrims who were followers of uh, Calvin, and it, it's reflected uh, deeply in our uh, founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and then in all that uh, followed. And uh, look, we've strayed away from them, and, and um, I had the uh, opportunity and privilege to write a brief op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal last Friday about this very topic, and to to talk about the ways in which both in public life and in private lives um, uh, we've we've strayed from the the guidance and and um, and values of the Ten Commandments, and really, even though they're quite old, you know, they're yeah. timeless, and we really ought to find our way back both in public life and private life, uh, to the values that are expressed in you know, the, the Ten Commandments. There's no, be- no better guide. And the great thing is that they really are broadly accepted, certainly by Christianity, to a, I, I learned in my research on this book, to a significant degree by Islam. I mean, this is like the old uh, joke of Bibi Netanyahu when he went to uh, India, and he said, we, our alliance together has... Um, uh, one billion uh, three hundred and uh, eight million people, uh, Mr. Prime Minister Modi of India. Of course, one billion and three hundred million of them are Indians, and right. eight million are Jews. <laughs> but in this case, one could say, if you put the Christians, Muslims, 
and Jews together, uh, you probably got close to uh, four billion people on Earth. Um, uh, for about fourteen million of them who are Jewish, who really accept the um, the Ten Commandments, and certainly the Christians do. The two point two billion Christians in the world. So, well, the point uh, the point you made er- the point you made earlier in this conversation is so vital, and that is that. With freedom, you need values. With freedom that we enjoy, yeah. need, and, and, and no matter what type of freedom, freedom it is, whether it's governmental freedom in the form of libertarianism or other government regulations, etc., or uh, if it's just freedom in general, you know, in a society that calls for freedom and, and, and embraces right. it, you need values. Otherwise, it's, uh, it, it's going, there's going to be a breakdown in society. And frankly, I don't want to say that we are in a situation of a breakdown in society, but you know that there's certain areas of our society that do need a little bit of fixing. So. They really do. They really do. I mean, it's human nature, and I think that was Hashem's vision. You you could say, and I hear I'm editorializing that by the time of Yetzias Mitzrayim, the uh, we've we had examples of uh, of a society that essentially was free but no law, and that was uh, uh, the time of Noah, right. which was a bad time. And then when 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 Bnei Israel got to Egypt. It ended up being a society of essentially all law uh, and and no freedom because Paro was was the uh, the total law and um, uh, you know from the beginning when Moshe Rabbeinu pleads with Paro to l- let my people go it's always to serve Hashem um, uh, it, in other words it's a, it's freedom mm-hmm. but with a purpose which is to serve Hashem to go to Har Sinai to get what um what my rabbi when I was growing up called uh our uh, the Jewish mission statement the national purpose I remember him rabbi Aaron Krentz in Stanford saying sure. that really we were we were a tribe a, a big tribe when we left um Egypt but we were not a nation um and we 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 really became a nation at Har Sinai when we got our our purpose one one might say our, our destiny in the uh, in the law and the rest of our history has been in some ways a um, an, an attempt to realize those uh, values in our own lives and and in the, the Jewish state of Israel and yeah. I think that's part of what we what we were trying to celebrate in um, in Jerusalem two weeks ago. No question about it. Uh, okay, I got, we got to wrap it up. I just have to tell you first, Senator Lieberman, just like you did yes. with just like you did with the gift of rest where you made sure to give a very important shout-out to a Shabbos morning newspaper and cereal. I was very proud that you included in this Shavuos book the importance of good overnight dairy desserts uh, during Shavuos Torah study. So I was very, very happy with you. You, you know that I like the fact that you lay it all out there on the table and you and you, and you, you talk about the mundane and the important and the very same paragraph. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, listen, thank you for appreciating that. And, uh, I hope I hope you had yes, a nice. I hope you had a delicious schmooze. I hope you had a delicious oh, you know, <laughs> We did. We were in Baltimore with our youngest, uh, who lives there with her husband and four little boys. Uh, thank God. And we had a we had a delicious. <laughs> we had a wonderful <laughs> spiritual. But also a great gastronomical shavuos, and I'm doing tshuva. I'm doing gastronomical tshuva this week, <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> oh, I, I, Mac, think... <laughs> I'm gra- 
<laughs> I think I think I think our staff member of Robbie Finkelstein down in Baltimore mentioned that he said hi to you on uh, on Yuntif. So yes, yeah. we we have he, we he have did. authentication that you were actually down there. Yeah. Good luck. Community there. Good luck with the thank book, you, and thank friend. you so much for joining me. Great to talk to you. Be well. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. With Liberty and Justice, the 50-day journey from Egypt to Sinai, Senator Joe Lieberman, Rabbi Ari Khan. Always a delight to speak with Senator Lieberman. He is amazing.